everybody, welcome back to Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. What's up? Uh, I almost called you Boomsticks. <laughs> What's up, Boomsticks? What's up, Doom? <laughs> uh, yeah, so back a second week with our new format. Hope you enjoyed new format, trying to tighten things up a little bit, uh, get some actual I can't topics. Not tell you, I cannot barely contain my excitement for Doom Eternal. I just... I'm trying not to watch all those fucking videos. I was gonna online. say, did you see they they just had like a whole deluge? Of I can't content. watch it. I I, I watched. What did I watch? I just watched a new trailer, and I told Mason like my kids are they fucking they think Doom is the greatest franchise ever in video games, and uh they they were telling me yesterday, oh watch this video, watch this, and I was like, no, I I don't need to see that. I'm gonna um, they have my money. I don't want to know. No, <laughs> like, I'll just play it. I'll it, wait. To, to me, it seems like a lot of like, and you know, a lot of people are like, well, it changes the game. So I've only played the first thirty minutes. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how can you judge something on thirty minutes? Yeah, you know. But I don't the, know. The one thing I watched, there is a guy on YouTube. It goes by G Man, like G G G Man. I don't know if you heard, but I, I like that guy. Uh, I think he's Australian, and he's big in first person shooters, and I think he's like. I don't know. He, he's more mature than your typical YouTube personality or whatever, but he loves Doom. And he was saying, the, he's like, you are not ready for this game. So I, I watched like the first few minutes of that video and that was it. I uh, did watch a retrospective of the, the history of Doom and I'm like, I oh, am yeah? so fucking ready. Oh, um, I am so ready. And I didn't realize it as a kid. And even last, last time I replayed Doom was that each one of those things takes place at different spots like one's on phobos and the other one's on the other moon yeah and then the other parts on mars and i'm like oh my god doom is so much better than i remember it being. uh the lore dude they they finally updated the console versions of the games to be accurate to the pc versions or like super super close finally i don't know if you ever noticed but my my kids were always telling me about the issues with sound how the sound was slowed <laughs> down they were telling me how the lighting was fucked basically and it, they're right. Like, I've seen these new patches. I was like, oh, wow, lighting does make a difference in this game. They actually had dynamic lighting back then. And for whatever. I just remember the shadows. Yeah. Like in that game. Yeah. Like, and remember, because I remember the, my first exposure to Doom was uh, Doom on the 32X. Okay. I think technically that was my, my first. Uh, I don't know why he's pacing around. Um, that was definitely my my first entry into first person shooters. I never really had a PC that could run yeah. that stuff at the time. Well, I probably did. I just didn't really know those games existed because I was playing like Mech Warrior and and a lot of the isometric games and you know big Lucas Art adventure game type of things. Yeah. Um, and I brought my friend over, uh, Carl. He came over and he's like, "Dude, where are all the colors?" I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is awesome. He's like, dude, comes back over with three floppy disks. And he's <laughs> like, here, we're going to put this on your computer. I'm like, okay. And my world changed. <laughs> like, I was like, this is the only place I want to be ever. And then I went from like Doom, Doom 2, even went back to Catacombs to play that game. Like, one of like the real first person shooter games that are yeah. out there. I think that predated uh, uh, Wolfenstein and uh, Spear Destiny. So I went back and played those. And like, I mean, even though like, I enjoyed the jankiness of, you know, the Wolfenstein games. And then that led into Heretic and Hexan. And I don't know if people really played that first Heretic game, but that thing was 
awesome. Logan loves it. It was one of my favorite games of all time, and then they somehow jumped a shark in Heretic 2. My first exposure to Doom was uh, on the PS1, so it was even later than, than you played it, because I, I never even had a computer. I didn't have a computer until I was in my 20s. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I got the PS1 version. So, you know, it had been out for a few years by that point because they had like a Super NES version. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nintendo, I remember playing the N64 version when I borrowed my friend's Nintendo 64. Yeah. And that game was terrible. Uh, Logan likes it a lot. Uh, he's really he excited. Is for he the port. playing it on a Nintendo 64? He has played it on a 64 and it is bad. I mean, it, it's janky on there, but like the actual game itself, he thinks is, is and he has a, a nice version of it on the PC. Um, so he's really looking forward to the port, which is probably the same version he's already playing. But yeah, I, I remember playing it on the PS1 and uh, I was not blown away for whatever reason. I don't know why. I, I did not feel all the Doom love immediately. It wasn't something... And maybe it's because well, I didn't get to play online. I think that was a lot of the love for that game was playing with other people. It, it was magic. Deathmatch was so hard to get going back oh, I then. Bet. It was it was all it that was, was like twenty eight K modems, right? No, it was fourteen <laughs> four motherfucker. Wow. Like it was bad. <laughs> um but even just trying to do get the net code right, and you had to have someone that knew more than you to do it. Yeah. So trying to find that person at the same time <laughs> and eat up the phone line. Right. <laughs> and having everyone yell at you well i'm but, just thinking about like in the magazines i would always read about it in egm and stuff and no uh, that wasn't it is i think a lot of it had to do with the time when you discover that game yep. like for me i think i was uh like 14 or 15 yeah like before i got into high school like you know middle school like this is hardcore there's dudes heads on sticks people are crucified this is all fucked up is i love it yeah, um, I can't imagine discovering that game in your twenties and not and be like, dude, this is. Well, I discovered it in I would say late teens. Uh, I would I would guess ninety five was PlayStation ninety five ninety six. So I was probably like nineteen or so. Um, it wasn't again. I read about it for years, and maybe it was one of those things where the hype was. You know what I mean? It was. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't live up to the hype in my mind. Uh, but I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game, but I didn't understand why everybody was like shitting themselves over it. Because before that, that didn't exist. Right. Like that. And well, for- no, I, I got the whole first person thing, but I, yeah. I played a first person game on my Super NES called Faceball 2000. And it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> you and your face balls. It was, dude, you should. That's the kind of shit my mom would let me rent. Uh, but it, it literally it was but yeah but you were like a giant smiley most, face in a maze most first person perspective games were uh rpgs because yeah. i remember the first one that had that perspective for me was uh shining in the darkness where you just move to the next part of the car- corridor next part of the corridor yeah. i was like well this is all this shit is like you know, there's no moment like that's like a true dungeon crawler right and this literally felt like man i was fucking cruising through this game and just like this my, my kids love it like they and they've played modern shooters and they think doom and doom 2 are the shit <laughs> like they love the original doom they're super pumped for the the doom eternal i am too i think it looks great um let's let's talk about the new systems that okay. we're gonna be all right so we're looking at a ps5 surprise surprise and the Xbox Series X. What do you think of the name? Uh, at this point, I'd be surprising if they named it anything good. 
<laughs> or at least took a risk on something. I mean, they really, for a company the size of Microsoft, not to understand branding. Yeah. Like, you know what? I shouldn't be surprised the way fucking Windows went. So, <laughs> well, from here's my understanding with the whole naming convention with the Xbox is the Xbox came out a generation after the PlayStation. So it launched against the PlayStation 2, right? Xbox mm -hmm. versus PlayStation 2. What I read 20 years ago or whenever uh, is that Microsoft's thinking was they didn't want to seem inferior by releasing an Xbox 2 against a PS3 like yes. that just to the general consumer. My thinking now is okay, this last generation, you had Xbox One, then you had the Xbox One S, which in introduced the 4K Blu-ray drive, which uh, I think that's some pretty significant added functionality, even though it's not game functionality. Right. Um, and then you had this, the Xbox One X, which was just a huge step up. I was like, at this point, you could call it the Xbox Six if you wanted to, <laughs> you know, well, if you, you know, consider those two extra models of the Xbox One, you're on your sixth xbox if you want to do that uh because there were significant it wasn't like with you know when they slimmed down a console it's the exact same thing just smaller like those were the s was a slight upgrade very well, even, slight but you know they've always done like the, like so the og xbox yeah and then you went to the 360 then you had a 360 s which was just a slim version but then you also had the xbox 360 the elite version that just had more stuff on it right so well, like it, I said, the, the revisions aren't the different skews of the same fucking model. It just is so dumb. The revisions weren't as significant, though, in my opinion, like adding a 4K Blu-ray drive, I think is a huge thing because it's it's my 4K Blu-ray player. Right. That I use all the time to watch movies. So I think that that was a fairly significant upgrade. But OK, but aside from that, uh, I also think and I've I've read this speculation elsewhere is that this is going to be their flagship Xbox and they're going to have like a series S and our series, and it's going to be scaled down less expensive versions. So hopefully this is their flagship. It would make sense to launch with it. Right. Like you would don't, hope so. Right. You don't want, but then again, you don't know like how things, no. how technology is going to change either. Right. Um, I honestly, I don't care what the thing looks like. It gets hidden behind a wooden bezel. Uh, I don't give a crap. But yeah, I get, people are online goofing on it and stuff. And it, it, it definitely does look different. I, I have I just I've never cared what my systems look like. I'm more concerned about how I'm going to fit it into a thing is, yes. is my main. You know what I mean? That's it. That That's always been my concern. And this this will be fine. It'll replace my X. Have they released the final sketch for the PlayStation 5? I haven't seen anything. Or is it going to be like the hot like. pizza holder? <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything. Have you seen any design specs? I saw one that looked like it would, It looked like a, a, a blue chiclet. A blue chiclet. Okay. Where it just kind of was like sandwiched down. It was like the the, the PlayStation 4 Slim. Okay. Except the top of it was blue and it was a little more square and rounder corners. Okay. I don't think that's true, but... Well, I did see uh, recently they did show the the back of the Xbox Series X just like a day or two ago, mm -hmm. um, an actual photo of it. And I am disappointed. I know you're disappointed. I, well, I know you're disappointed. I'll let you say it. But what I'm disappointed in uh, as far as on the back is that there's only one HDMI out and not because of the TV thing, but I would want one just for I want two HDMI outs is what I want. One for audio and one for video. Why won't you just use a Toslink cable for that? 
because then you don't get HD sound. You just you don't get HD sound from optical. New. Really? Yeah, you you need to use the HDMI if you want to. Get I've that. always used uh, the Toslink. Is cable. that what you're using now? Yeah. Oh my God, you've got a switch. You will hear a huge. You'll get DTS HD and Dolby Atmos. It'll, you you could probably get it like a compressed version of Dolby Atmos now, but no, you you're, you're getting you're still getting a um, you're getting Dolby Digital versus Dolby Digital True HD sound. So you're you're still getting compressed sound. Still good, but yeah, that's why I don't use it. Yeah, and I'm and like and the only reason why I'm I'm doing that is like the only thing that actually projects you know actually does 4K down here. I know the PlayStation Four does it, but I don't use the PlayStation Four enough to relegate the one slot. Yeah. So the um, the way I have mine set up is I you know I have the the optical cable to the receiver, and then I have a home run cable from the Xbox to the back of the projector. Right. But that's that's what I mean, though. That's why I want a second HDMI out dedicated for audio is you shouldn't be relegated to using the, the Toslink cable uh, for your audio when in this day and age. So that's that's my disappointment. I know you you weren't happy to find out something about the HDMI. Ports. Well, no, because I'm probably one of the only people that actually still uses my Xbox one as a pass through for TV. Correct, because that's because it's just straight unadulterated, um, unadulterated image th- pass through for my Xbox to my Directv cable box. Yeah, that jumps from the cable box to to the Xbox One to the home run shot to the source. Yeah. So that was and like again an extra- that has its own separate Toslink cable that goes to the back right. of the receiver. So, yeah, I I think you are. You're, probably a small percentage of people you i have i definitely have a a unique setup yeah you do i mean you legit do (laughs) not a lot of people have like a movie theater screen for their xbox and i can't wait to get something moving upstairs once i get that the new table set up yeah for that because that that projector shockingly good it is it's a nice projector um all right so uh price wise what do you think speculation what do you what do you think it would launch at what do you want i mean i want it to launch at 200 dollars. but well no i mean like ideally like it, honestly i think the market would you'd see your most return on units moved at the 350 to 400 dollar range yeah i bet you this thing's gonna be five bills that is my prediction as well i think it'll be 500 i think 400 is the smart entry that's what the ps4 came out at the and the one, Xbox One came out at 500 because of the Connect. Mm-hmm. That was one of the many contributing factors to the PlayStation's dominance this this past generation. I'm pretty sure. So 400 is definitely the sweet spot nowadays. I mean, obviously less. Well, yeah. Is I mean, look how better. much that hurt the PlayStation Three. Right. Exactly. 600 and 500 dollar models. But I feel like with this much hardware, 500 is not unreasonable though. Just from what I've read about what's in the damn thing. Right. I mean, so. if it performs, and I read some other article somewhere talking about the SSD technology between the, the PCI 3.0 and the PCI 4.0 that's going to be in the PlayStation 5. Yeah. When you're talking uh, like teraflops, your average John Q consumer is not going to know the difference between those two. No. It's just a marketing thing on the side of the box that makes, oh, well, this is more powerful because of X, Y, and Z. I was like, eh, is it? Bigger though? numbers always excite people. That's why they're making 8K TVs, even though there's like no 8K material out there. Well, no, that you can't fucking see the difference between no. 8K. No. 
uh, we had this conversation like on the side. I think at the end of, when we were talking about upstairs and like, look, to really produce AK, you need 120 inches to really see the difference of that. Right. And you got to sit like eight feet away at most. Right. And at that <laughs> point, the details moot. You put a 4K screen up right there next to it. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Right. And that's that's the thing. Like a few years ago when I upgraded to 4K, a lot of people were like, oh, you're just going to need 8K. I'm like, I am not going to need 8K. <laughs> like, I, I will not. Like, because people don't understand that movies are not mastered in 4K for the most part. Some of them are. More of them are as we go along. They're definitely not going to be mastered in 8K. They're not going to be rendering special effects in 8K. You know how expensive that would fucking be? <sighs> Pixar movies are still rendered in 2K. Uh, so they're just upscaled for the 4K discs. Uh, games, dude, there is not enough horsepower for a game. In, you know, a game if you want it to look really obviously, if you're doing an indie game when it's all 8 bit, you could probably do it in 8K, but that's yeah. not really the point. <laughs> you Those know, are you, really sharp, sharp voxels. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, but if you want to see Doom Eternal in 8K, good luck. <laughs> you know, like that's that's not happening anytime soon. 4K, I think, is. Now they need to focus on other technology when it comes to TVs, not just not raising just the so, pixel count. Like yeah. when they brought in HDR, that made a huge difference. So other stuff along those lines. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking like like honestly, I think like the Dream TV, um, the Dream TV setup would definitely be what uh, Samsung's trying to do and master with the micro LEDs. Yes, along with an OLED. Yes, filter on it. I think that would be the crispest thing you would ever lay your eyes on. I think the whole thing with the micro LEDs is they're supposed to be better than the organic LEDs. That's what they're trying to do anyway. But I, I don't know. I haven't seen any of it in person, so I couldn't. I haven't seen any in person it. yet, but it, the micro LED seems like a, a genius idea that uh, that um, I can't remember the name of the TV. I was I was all on board to try out this technology where each each individual pixel was essentially the technology of a CRT right miniaturized yeah um so instead of having you know with your one ray tube that shot the shot the 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 lights onto the the phosphorus filter or whatnot however it's TVs worked um you had an array of them so it'd be like you know the old school like you know like nine TVs like in a three yeah. by three array that all had different like segments of the picture Correct. <laughs> but they were they had a miniaturized point where it was a flat panel that was just one solid panel. I can't imagine how much that thing would fucking weigh. Yeah. But it would just it, like, the resolution would almost be infinite at that point. Yeah. All right. So are you going to get both systems at launch or are you just going to get an Xbox and wait? Well, here's the I know thing. you're getting an Xbox. I think that's yeah, a given. I'm I, getting an Xbox. I've been on the Xbox camp ever since the launch. Yeah. Um, and I think the only, actually, I think the only, the only PlayStation system I actually went out and bought was F, the PS4. Yeah. Because someone bought me the PlayStation 3. I got suckered into buying a PlayStation 2. I never owned a PlayStation. Wow. I've owned all the PlayStations. I, I don't, I don't hate play. Well, actually, I kind of do hate PlayStation, but it has something, it has nothing, it has to do with customer service. I think I've told that story though. Mm -hmm. Um, so Xbox is a priority for me. I am interested in that technology you were talking about a little bit ago with the SSD, though. They were using the new Spider-Man game as an example and showing it running with like no loading screens. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And I'm hoping I'm sure Xbox can do that, right? I mean, it's got yeah. it's got the horsepower. So it's just about your and Microsoft has, you know, they got the guys there to figure that out. But more games with less loading times would 
that would be great that that's a that's a cool way to look at games other than just graphics is like okay what do we do about these one and two minute loading times every time you know you do 20 minutes worth of work in a game now you sit here for two minutes or just from the the time you boot it up until you get in the game let's let's shorten that that, but i mean but honestly i mean graphics to me haven't been the reason why i'm playing something so you can make games that don't have the best fidelity of graphics yeah still look amazing right like uh like for me like one of my favorite games from the playstation 2 era was katamari damashi that game does not need to look great no because it plays so well and they stylize the graphics too which was also smart for that kind of gameplay correct i'd like to see more stylized stuff like dark siders and, and, and that kind Borderlands. of stuff. yeah i'd like to see less photorealism when it comes to humans and more like brutal legend or you know pixar or whatever i want to see more stuff like that i think i think it just looks better overall uh i agree i like a, like a, a definite definite push on a on a a very specialized art design for that game you ever notice in a game and i can't think of a specific example maybe like gears of war or the witcher or something but like they'll go to a cutscene, and you can see every goddamn pore on there you can see more detail on their face than i can see on your face in this room you know what i mean <laughs> it's, just, it's like sorry, too much i don't need to count beard, kratos's beard hairs right oh that's a good example where you're just looking at kratos and you're like jesus christ he's so detailed it's like god it's too much detail somebody throw him a bar of soap <laughs> like <laughs> right like i can see his, his blackheads uh yeah it's it to me it's a little it's it's just too much it's it's, it's, too it's much. almost it's a little jarring yeah like uh was it I that trailer like for that. hellblade 2 like i'm like oh. yeah yeah that's another one it's just it's he really wants to go upstairs oh hang on samson we got a, we got a dog you, emergency buddy. here. Hang on. All right. Not, not really an emergency. Just had to, had to deal with some dog issues. Dog's okay. Just <laughs> I know outside. I would be concerned if I was listening. So <laughs> dog is fine. Dog's outside. Samson's fine. Just struggling to get up the stairs. He's old. He, he's a little old. Got some balance issues. It's very upsetting. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Because so, I wasn't thinking about it at all, Sean. <laughs> well, it's upsetting for me. It's upsetting uh, for me, too. <laughs> well, I don't care about you. I only care about me. Okay. <laughs> it's upsetting for me. Uh, all right. So, all right. Yeah. PS5, Xbox, I'm guessing probably launch around fall, November-ish is my guess. October, November. They, well, uh, what, it'd be next year, right? No, that's this year, man. Shit. That is this year, sir. 2020. We are getting two brand new consoles. We're going to have a full-blown Sonic versus Mario scenario going on this year. I'm very excited. Uh, does that excite you though? Like I no, like just, I like getting no. new toys and new hardwares, <laughs> but as far no, as like this camp care. is better than this camp, I'm like I I don't care. No, like, I I'm, have I don't have any stock invested, so I don't care. I do you, you know what I do get a kick. I just I do like to watch the internet. I I just like to watch people find just watch stupid it burn. Shit. Yeah, just watch people argue over it while I'm just playing. I'm like, look at this fucking idiot. Like that stuff is entertaining for me when people are out there being like, well, my thing is better because of this. It's like, can't you just enjoy your thing? <laughs> like, like can't you just enjoy does it have all to be things? better? It's like, like, I'm going to have both at some point, yeah. not right away, uh, but I, I will absolutely have both because I like games. That's all I really care about. I want to be able to play Spider-Man 2 or whatever, and I I need I need to have that access. I prefer Xbox. I need both systems. I mean, I literally bought a Switch just hoping for a Metroid game, which I don't think I'm ever going to get. They're making one. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. We'll see. All right, let's move on to our comic book topics. Uh, 
some new comics launched recently. Uh, the first one we will talk about is Iron Man 2020. How'd you know I was going to say that? Because it was first on the list anyway. All right. I'll get to look up the creators here. I want to shout out the uh, artists and writers and everything. Um, Got to find it first, though. And bring my notes. So why did you pick these two? Just because they're new and they're they have a little bit of hype. And uh, the Hawkeye I picked because well, both of them actually, I like the writers. Uh, Dan Slot I know works on Iron Man twenty twenty. He he did Superior Spider Man, huge Spider Man run. I like Dan Slot, and I picked Hawkeye because it's written by Matthew Rosenberg, who recently did a pretty cool run on the Punisher. He did that War Machine Punisher line where Punisher had the War Machine armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just good stuff. I, that was, and then I like Hawkeye and I like Iron Man. Who, like growing up, would you ever think that sentence would ever leave your mouth? What, I like Hawkeye? No, I was never, I was never, I wasn't a fan of Hawkeye until the Matt Fraction comic is when I. The, 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 was that 2010 run? Yeah. Somewhere around there? The Matt Fraction and. Hawkeye? Hawkeye. I like the reference that in this comic about, you know, him owning a building. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that. That's in continuity. All right. The writers for Iron Man 2020 are Dan Slott and Christos Gage. Christos, I know, did work on the Spider-Man PS4 game as well, as far as story goes. And then the artist and colorist was uh, Pete Woods. Really liked the artwork. I don't I'm not familiar with Pete Woods. I thought this was a really good looking comic book, though. I, I liked the uh, the art style. It was very clean. It was uh cartoony though you know uh, some of the guys they, they try to do like the super realistic stuff i forget that guy who used to do daredevil with brian bendis but his artwork was very grounded and very real this was this felt a little more this felt a lot like both of these had almost kind of like um the uh how do i say kurt not kurtman otley yeah like especially if- in the the Iron Man. Yeah, I, like, yeah. like, like, like. I swear to God, in that cover, look, I thought I was looking at Tech Jacket for a second. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I like, I like the look of it a little bit. So let's talk about Art No Stark. All right. So, well, first of all, let's establish. And I, this is all brand new to me. I'm, I'm not familiar. I've not been reading Iron Man. But apparently, in the universe right now, Tony Stark is dead. His brother Arno Stark has taken over Stark Industries and decided he is Iron Man. He has all those copyrights and whatnot. So he is now Iron Man 2020. Right. Well, he was pretty much in, in I'm going to say, for lack of a term, an iron lung for most of his life. Yes. And somehow he's back up walking around. Comic books. And has taken the mantle <laughs> of Iron Man. Yes. Uh, with giant sprocket shoulders. Oh, and also got to add, Tony Stark is... An AI now is and apparently is in a life model decoy somewhere is what they're implying. You know, all roads lead to Deus Machina, right? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's all this is going to be. So Machine Man. Machine Man was surprisingly fun. Yeah. That made me look. I was like, oh, he's got a series coming out. He has like a two issue series coming out next month. I'm like, oh, man, I thought I was hoping there was something out now. I could find out what's going on with Machine Man. Another like Jack Kirby's one of his last creations for Marvel, I think. Um, I really like the LMD Nick Fury's, though. Those were fun. Dude, that was ridiculous. Like, (laughs) uh, 
This is it's just Here, a fun story. Take my head. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting story. Uh a lot going on. Again, we, we, I'm going into this knowing nothing about what's going on in the Iron Man universe. Yes, me too. Um the part I really a, liked is when he befriended the uh the bomb disposal bot. Yes. <laughs> like the little come yeah. here, little buddy. Yeah. And the robot's like, I can just quit my job. Like I, that's that's some classic Dan <laughs> slot. Yeah, the bomb defusal robot uh, found out he could just quit his job. <laughs> like, yes. I don't want to be blown up. <laughs> right. Um, so are you going to continue reading this series? No. I'm. Yeah, I think it's just a one-off I, for me. I'm, I'm not... I thought it was interesting. The thing that was grating for me was the Arno Stark. Because, like, again, like, I don't know if you caught it, but like, he aren't no Stark. Like, it's... <laughs> it's what you think it is. Art. You aren't no Stark. Like, it's... it's it, it, it didn't pull me in. And it's almost the same thing that kind of pushed me away from the Annihilation Scourge thing that I was reading. Like, I got to the end of that, you know, uh, Scourge Omega, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Like, there's no real teeth or any real connected tissue that wants that wants me to be there. Um, and I felt the same way about Hawkeye too, even though like, I love the wittiness and the banter. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the hood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on to Hawkeye free fall, a new, I'm guessing unlimited series, or maybe it is limited. I don't know. Uh, written by Matthew Rosenberg. Got to find the artist. Cause I did actually, I like the art in this as well. I like the art of this one too. And it was, uh, just kind of something that just again didn't grab me especially like actually i was more in into it towards the back half of it when they were trying to figure out if he was ronin or not yes. like the banter between hawkeye uh winter soldier and falcon especially when the birds shit on him <laughs> like i was like all right you guys got me here for the next few pages now so all right this was uh written by matthew rosenberg uh penciled by otto schmidt uh kim jacinto was the cover artist uh yeah this picks up well, I don't know exactly where it picks up, but th this is the Hawkeye that I know from the Matt Fraction run where he's just just kind of an average dude, just kind of a somewhat down on his luck guy that he just happens to be an Avenger. Yeah. He happens to be the best shot well, in the like, world. Who made you an Avenger? Right. Captain America? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it didn't. There's nothing here to be like, what? What's going to happen next kind of thing? I don't know that I really care who Ronan is right now, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. It's like, I don't. I don't know. They, uh, these were both solid reads that did not hook me is how I would say. I didn't say I didn't dislike them. It's just right. nothing. I was like, I cannot wait to find out what happens next. Right. Yeah, there was, nothing, there was no hook for me. I'd give them each like a 6 out of 10. I thought the art was really good in both of them. I, I really enjoyed the artwork for the most part. I did. I like that color, colorful style. Yeah. Um, I like this. And I... I the, like you mentioned, Ryan Otley, that was a good one. Like I, I've I've always thought of his style as taking like the best of '90s style comics, but with a modern flair, not being so over the top well, with it. Not even so much over the top with it, but you know, like there's no unnecessary shading in spots. Like it's they feel like two dimensional images in 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 a three dimensional world. Um, but it conveys action and violence so much better than something that is overly realized. And, you know, just not a whole, it's not all splash pages either. Like, Correct. Like the nineties. It's not just a bunch of stuff like that. So, but I, I do like that really kinetic spread. How fast can we get there? Yeah. 
I like that kinetic dynamic art style that again isn't super realistic by any means. That's not my thing. Um, and and no nothing against artists who draw in that style because that is somebody's thing. Uh, it's just not my thing. I like things just to be slightly stylized. Uh, it's just a preference of mine. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's our comic coverage for the week. Yeah, um, I mean, both are they're not bad. No, but again, like it really wasn't what I wanted. Like and nothing that I really need to. I feel like I need to continue reading. And they weren't. Yeah, neither one was super memorable. And again, the, the, I need I need some kind of hook at the end. I don't know if that's juvenile, or or what. But I I need something to to really make me want to hit that next issue. If when it's a character like with Spider Man or Venom or whoever, I'll just keep reading your shit because I'm a fan, right? But when you're when you're doing this, when Iron Man isn't Tony Stark, even it, it's a little harder to care. Uh, and I do like Hawkeye. I do. But the I like the I like the more understated version of Hawkeye in the Matt Fraction stuff, which is this, well, this is like that. T-shirt. Yeah. And he's, he's just, you know, he's just trying to keep his shit together. This one, you know, you got super villains, you got Bucky might, and, and Falcon showing up. I might give Hawkeye another issue. So, yeah, I, I just to see if any of that stuff continues to play out because yeah. that stuff was so good. Yeah. That first go around. And then him talking about sucker like the uh, actually the hood was actually probably the most interesting I've ever seen him was in this. I do not know that character at all. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know him from anything. I only know him from Marvel's Puzzle Quest is the only time I ever gotcha. remember seeing it. And I wrote a little, little bio on it. Apparently it's um, <laughs> a demonic cowl of some sort that makes yes. the wearer immortal. And they did they did explain that in the comic. Uh, well, not the immortal part, but you, yeah, the, the cow like is a demon or something or is possessed or I don't know what it is cursed. Um, but again, don't really care. Right. <laughs> it's like my whole thing. I just don't like, care. It, like it is. I mean, in a, like the scene where he shows his face in the, in the limo. And yeah. Like, yeah. It was a sucker punch. Like, right. <laughs> that argument. I literally enjoyed that argument a lot. Yeah. The dialogue not, in both these books was solid. Yeah. That's what these writers are. They're really good with the character stuff. Um, I might have a suggestion. Do you want to do suggestions now for comics for next week? What do you got? So I'm hovering between two. All right. Um, all you need is kill. And that's what Edge of Tomorrow is based on. It's two books. Oh, it's manga. God damn it. It's two books. <laughs> it's manga. Okay. Or... <laughs> Let me scroll down. Or I'd like to do the first trade in Atomic Robo. Uh, let's because, do Atomic Robo. Okay. <laughs> Atomic Robo, for sure. All right. So Atomic Robo, um, he's a, a robot that was created by Nikola Tesla, gets in wacky adventures. Yeah. Now, this is a lot. And this is I think this is why a lot of this stuff's falling flat for me, because this stuff is it's, it's kind of been done yeah. just with on in the indie scene. Yeah. Um, and I read a lot of that stuff. So cool. Atomic Robo. I will text you the, the one. All right. And then, uh, getting into movies, TVs. I, I didn't, I've, I'm still watching Clone Wars, the Clone Wars. Did Not, you finish it yet? No. I, well, they announced February 21st is the, when the seventh season drops. So I, I've slowed down a lot when I found that out because I have 33 episodes left. Now I have plenty of time to watch 33 episodes. Uh, so I'll probably relegate my viewing mostly to the weekends now, maybe an episode here and there. I was, I was hardcore doing three episodes a day Jesus. and it can become a, 
chore. See, three episodes a day, and you're still not done. Yeah, and I started too much. I started um, right around Christmas, like right before Christmas is when I started, and uh, averaging about three episodes a day. Except, but I'm I'm on the back end now. Um, I think total it's 121 episodes plus the movie, and. I have 33 episodes left out of those 121 <laughs> episodes and the it's movie. Insane. It's a lot, but I, well, I've never watched it. So it's on, it's my own fault. I did this to myself and I put myself in this position, uh, but I've been enjoying it for the most part. I'd say like 99% of these episodes are really good or are, are good to great. And then there was this whole, there's like this little story arc about, uh, what is it, zero the hut, Man, I hated that. That storyline sucked ass. I don't know if you what you've watched. <laughs> no, Clone Wars. I never got that far. Oh, I'm, my God. I, I think I made it into season two. And Zero I'm, the Hut and Cy Snoodles have the go on this adventure. And I would, like the voices for the, both those characters made me want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> both characters were terrible. How do you I, really feel? Oh, man. But everything, everything. And there's been some really, really good storylines. I will say the Pong Krell storyline was fantastic. And then there's an arc where uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka end up on. I, I don't know what it's called, but I call it the Force Planet. It's like. It's, it's all about the force. It's controlled by both sides of the force, basically. And that little storyline was, I thought was really cool as well. I think you're really going to like rebels when you get there. Well, I'm, I'm dude, I'm, I'm on the second season, but I've had to shelve that. But I, I like, I'm, I'm all in on rebels. Uh, but I, I actually want to finish that before I get to season seven as well, because I think they're going to assume you've watched it anyway. Things and th- I think rebels really takes off in I think three and four. Well, dude, like, I'm I'm enjoying it now. I think it's I think no, it's great. and like I thought it was I thought it was good, and then it got great. Yeah, and then I watched, and I told John to watch this. He did not. And he, as you know, I never do that. I watch things 100 percent of the time when I'm supposed to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So <laughs> I can be fully righteous anger here. Uh, no, uh, there's a new series on HBO called Avenue Five. It is by the uh, Armando Iannucci. I think is the guy's name. I I might be getting that wrong, but the guy who created Veep. It's a new series. It is a it takes place in the future, from what I can tell. They are on an interstellar cruise, cruise. ship, basically. It's supposed to be like Send an your eight, phasers to stun. It's supposed to be like an eight-week cruise or something. And the premise is they get just knocked off course by the very sl- the way they get knocked off course is really funny. I'm not gonna disclose that. You'll have to watch it. They get knocked off course just ever so slightly, and they need gravitational pull to get back on course. So therefore, they're now on like a three-year journey, or I forget how long. It's years now instead of eight weeks. So, <laughs> and they got a cast of characters. They got uh, Jared from uh, uh, Silicon Valley, the tall, skinny guy who was on The Office. I can't remember his name. It's like David something. He has really benign. I forget the guy's real name. But he plays a different character type, which I find fantastic. Instead of like the the nervous, uh, introverted guy, he he has a different character, and I, I'm really enjoying his. But character Jared, a lot. that guy fucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, his his character was a lot different on this last uh, season of of Silicon Valley. He he did change. I gotta I gotta look him up though. What the fuck is that guy's name? Oh, um, House MD is there. He's the captain, it looks like. Yes. Uh, what J- is that guy's name? Hugo something. Hugh. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's like the main character. He's fantastic. Jesus, did I pull that one out of my ass? Good job. Uh, Zach Woods. I don't know where I got David from. The guy's name is Zach Woods that I'm thinking of, though. Zach Woods 
is the tall skinny guy. Josh Gad is in it. We were talking about Josh Gad before. Uh, before we recorded, we had like, who is he? Because I still don't know. Like, I, I know that guy's name. And but I I swear to God, I, I don't know him from anything. And he's famous as fuck, but I've never seen him in anything. People uh, like it's one of those one of those characters that everyone or one of those people that everyone knows, but it's just he's he's okay. I've never, but I I don't know him. I just know his name. I know Josh Gad exists. Here's what I know him from. I now I now I know I can tell you what I know him from. I've seen him multiple times do videos like little like Twitter or Instagram things with Daisy Ridley to promote Star Wars, where he is begging Daisy Ridley to give him Star Wars uh, spoilers. That's the only thing I've ever seen Josh Gad in until this show. But for some reason, this dude is everywhere. Everybody seems to know who he is except me. Uh, <laughs> and that that's it is what it is. He reminds me of that one dude, uh, the kind of heavier set guy from Balls of Thunder or Balls. Of, is it Balls of Thunder? Balls of Steel? Balls. Yeah, Balls of Steel. The ping, po- the ping pong game with uh, Christopher I Walken. I don't think and, I ever saw uh, Balls of Fury. Balls of Fury. That's it. Didn't see it, though. No, like so. The, the main lead in that movie was also in that movie um, where those um, fuck I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's where the four guys go break into Skywalker Ranch to see the Phantom Menace for the first time. Oh, okay, I've heard of that movie. As he's well. in that movie too, and he's he's just a great character, like that character. Like he cannot be anybody else other than like that. I think I know the guy who you're guy. talking about. He's got like big bulging eyes, kind of. Yeah. Kind of heavier set. Yeah. I've seen him in some stuff, but yeah, yeah, but that's, I think he's great. Like I'm not trying to degrade him at all. Like he's just, he's that dude. And he reminds me of a guy I knew that he used to work with. And he's just so like hundred percent that guy. Yeah. And funny. Um, But no, I will watch episode one and two for next week. Okay. Well, I I didn't know if we were going to continue. I just thought since it premiered, we could check it out. It's got a sci-fi slant to it. Yeah, I kind of got lost in the shuffle of me rewatching The Witcher. Really liking The Witcher, huh? I'll get to that when I finish my Clone Wars. Man, it is it is solid. Yeah. Did it make you want to play the game? No, (laughs) no, no, because I know how much content's in that game. Yeah. It's like those things, like uh, like everyone said, well, did you play Skyrim? I was like, no, I know where that <laughs> rabbit hole goes. But Borderlands is the same thing, it's just with guns. You don't mind diving into that rabbit hole? I haven't played Borderlands in like two weeks. But you played it for like six months I'm off, solid, I'm so that's not wagon. a big deal. It hasn't been out for six months. <laughs> it's been out for six months, close. Now what, August? No, like I, well, no, but Borderlands is different. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's like, like like i grind grind for the, like the special gear and then i go crush shit for a few months and then go find another set of cr- that's, uh, that's every rpg yeah it's that's all i don't know man it's, no it's those, uh, i'm not diminishing borderlands i think it's no, a, it's a and fun it's the same reason why i haven't picked the loop. i haven't picked um the the division two up again is like i feel like the ship has moved like i just i if i get back into this i know this is going to be three months of time yeah so I moved on to something new and I've been playing Rage and I'm working my way through Rage and Rage, the Rage, vo- 2. Rage 2 and the vomit of icons on a map. <laughs> There's a lot of icons. So I'm working my way through that and I'm having fun because the gunplay's solid. That's sometimes that's all you need. And, you know, it's a weird environment. Like it's a ravaged earth and it actually feels this. This is. <clears throat> like it, it's like kind of what I'm hoping I get the feeling from Doom Eternal from Doom 2016 
Doom 2016 might be the beta test for what Doom Eternal is. Yeah. Just like Rage was the beta test for what Rage 2 is. Rage 2 has been fantastic. There's a weirdest group of things in that game (laughs) that are just, like, they check all the boxes that I want to play. All right, we'll save your review for next week. we got to wrap it up. All right. Um, Um, Okay, so Atomic Robo next week, and I will watch... Avenue Five or whatever I'm not that thing's called. About Avenue Five. We'll figure something out for watching at some point off the air, behind the scenes. Sweet surprise. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. As always, all right. Uh, let us know what you think on our socials. Join our socials. I still I got to update our socials, but find us. I on the I socials. tweet once <laughs> about yeah. it. I should do that more often. I'll, you know, I'll send a stinger out at the end of the week. There we go. But uh, but yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. And it looks like we got all our listeners came back. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Laters.